You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you for clarity. Thank you. Thank you for full reception and recognition. No contradictions. No errors. The word of God shall have a free course and be glorified. And we shall be edified. Thank you for healings. Strange healings. Mighty works of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is the last on the healing before we now get into the material wealth. Accurately divide the word 17, faith, healing, and health, 16. Yesterday we said divine healing and health doesn't mean the whole body composition is changed. True or false? And that the composite part healed is not completely changed from mortal to immortal. Yeah? So when you are healed divinely or you're working in divine health, you must know that you still have the ordinary body everybody has. So it means that when you are healed of malaria today and mosquito bites you tomorrow, malaria will come back. Do you understand it? Oh, do you understand it? So if you were healed of malaria, it doesn't mean that forever your body is immune. To malaria. Do you get it? Ah, do you understand it? Uh-huh. So, what I basically did yesterday was to take you through a good understanding of the natural things that we must do. That actually speaks to our body before the fall. Food. True or false? So, when Genesis 2-9, right after man was created in Genesis 2-7, from the dust of the earth, man had not fallen yet. Yet, God told man to eat of every tree. Is that correct? Is that correct? And he said specifically that he should eat them for what? Food. So even with the body that was not falling, man was to eat to sustain that body he had that was not mortal. Are you getting it? So food is not because of the fall. We don't eat because of the fall. Are you getting the point now? We will still have eating without the fall. That's why when Jesus fasted, he was hungry. True or false? Because Jesus didn't have our body, right? Or did he? No. But when he fasted, was he hungry? Good. So he needed to sustain that body that was not falling. Is that clear? So you must eat well. <laughs> if you don't eat well, you can't walk in divine health. You must eat well. I also spoke to common sense. And we saw all of that. Paul told Timothy, use some little wine with water for your stomach ache. He could have prayed for him. Say, receive healing. But the water he was drinking where he was doing the work, the water won't change. Are you getting the point? Good. So he will pray, heal him. It will come back. 
Are you getting the point? Yes. So he showed him the natural way. Are you getting the understanding? Trophimus, 2 Timothy 4.20. Whilst they were going, Apostle Paul left him. He said, I have left Trophimus ill at home. Trophimus needs to rest. Hello? You need to rest. Say, I need to rest. So you see, if you don't do these things and you are always seeking for a miracle, yes, like I said, as for God, he will give it to you every time. But don't forget that you are the one now destroying the body. Are you getting the point? And you not live in the comfort that you need to live in the body. Because every time you are jacking the body, do you get it? Today, you are saying, tomorrow healing. Today, you are saying, tomorrow healing. Why should you live like that? Does it make sense now? Does it make sense? So we all understand that. However, because we live in an imperfect world, you would always need divine healing and health. I think I also spoke about the doctors, right? That you don't need to say that doctors are evil, please. That's extreme. That's what? As a matter of fact, I watched some Catherine Coleman videos. It was doctors who told the patients to come to her meetings. Yeah. And actually, one of them, one of the one of them who got healed, the dietitian was there. The dietitian was there. So when the the person got healed, then the one who brought them said, oh, the dietitian is here. And she also came and hugged the woman. They were all hugged. Catherine Coma said, you just lost the patient. <laughs> so it is clear that it is not everything that doctors can handle. But divine healing has no limits. That's why your faith must not be in the doctor. And like I said, you can take medicine. But if you live on medicine, it's idolatry. It's idolatry. So, don't live your life on medicine. Because most medicines have their side effects. True or false? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 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 it's always the best to do the natural things. Are you getting the point? And then rely on divine healing and what? Is that very clear? That's why he gave us the power to receive healing and to heal. Praise God. So I said, we have the most important truth to every extent that Christ's work and redemption cannot and shouldn't be trivialized or cheapened with anything material. Hello? As much as we will talk about divine healing and health, you don't compare that with his salvation for mankind. And don't tell me he went to the cross because of healing. He went to the cross to save you from sin. Is that established? Do you remember that when his disciples went and the demons were getting out of people and all of that and they were rejoicing, what did he tell them? Do not rejoice because what? Did, because demons subject to you, but rejoice because you're... Because it is the reason. See how he differentiated the, the healing from the work of what? Salvation. He said, that's the deal. That's the deal. That's the deal. He gave his disciples authority to heal. Mark 16, 18. He said they will pick up serpents and even if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Praise God. So we have seen authority and power over the body. We have seen authority and power over sickness and disease. May I say this? All of this happened before Jesus went to the cross. True or false? Hey, true of all. Was Jesus healing before he went to the cross? 
So he couldn't have gone because of <laughs> Like Matthew said, his healing ministry was a proof, right? That he is a savior, that's all. That's why people can be healed who are not saved. And yet there are those saved who are not healed because they don't believe he will heal them. Should I say it again? That's why people can be healed who are not saved. And yet there are those saved who are not healed because they don't believe he will heal them. And I said yesterday that, listen, for even unbelievers, they believe God will heal them more than believers. Because for most believers, you have been told a lot of untruth. You sinned, so God will not heal you. God will heal you when he likes. It is his will. Your parents did something. Because of that, God will not heal you. God is angry with you. So many things you've been told. And because of that, most of us, anytime there's healing service or something, we chicken out. It's not that you don't come, oh, you come, but you are not plugged in. You see, Jesus lives in you, but you can, listen, Jesus can be living in you, but you never live in his presence. Did you hear what I just said? In the same way, you can have a meeting like this, but you are not in his presence. You are not plugged in. You are not plugged. Because in your mind somewhere, no, he won't do it. He won't do it for you. We have looked at how the death burial and what happened and all of that. Let's look at what prophecy was fulfilled when he resurrected. Psalm 110, verse 1. We all know the scripture. What does it say? The Lord God says to my Lord, the Messiah, sit at my right hand until, praise God. Okay. Luke 24, 26 says what? Luke 24, 26. So we've read the scripture over and over again, right? So to suffer all these things, we have actually spoken to what all these things are, right? His death and his burial. So now it's left with entering into what? His glory. Are you getting the point? And that is what Psalm 110 speaks to. He's sitting at what? The right hand. Are you getting the point of the Father? Are you here with me? Does it make sense? Now, the word glory is the word, Greek word doxa. Doxa. The same as weight, majesty, dignity, etc. It is the same word in the Hebrew glory called kabod. C-A-B-O-D, kabod. Okay? But with Christ, the word glory has to do with his authority. His authority. His authority. His dominion over all things. This is the highlight of the whole thing. This is the highlight of the whole thing. This is the highlight. So he fulfills in his resurrection the prophecies of the prophets regarding his authority. 1 Peter 1.11. Everybody, let's read together. Go. They sought to find out to whom or when this was to come, which the Spirit of Christ working within them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow them. Praise God. So Peter is also quoting a part of Psalm 110 verse what? One. As Luke also quoted. Can you get this? Is that very clear? The Lord said to my Lord, sit. As a matter of fact, if you read Hebrews 10.12, Hebrews 10.12, he quotes directly from Psalm 110 verse 1. 
Whereas this one Christ, after he had offered a single sacrifice for our sins, that shall avail for all time. Hey, sat down at the right hand of God. Praise God. Can you see he said for all time? Eh? Okay, don't worry. 13. Then to wait until his enemies should be made a full stool beneath his feet. Are you here? For a single offering he has forever. Praise God. When he said for all time, he was giving adjective to the city. So you see, what the Hebrew writer is saying is that the Lord said to my Lord, sit and continue to sit. You see, what we are talking about is not just the legal work. Christ became a human being. In the body that was supposed to be your body, with the spirit and the soul, clear, lived in the God model and then went to the cross. On the cross, he separated from God and became a normal human being. Just like the way Adam fell, our sin was put on him. Praise God. So he now got the body that we all have now. Do you get it? And that's how come he died. Because he wouldn't have been able to what? Die. The spirit you have determines the body you have. So the moment the spirit separated, he now had our body. Because the spirit became our spirit. Are you getting the point? Is that very clear? So when he went to face the penalty for us against eternal death in the place of the dead, when he rose, he now rose with the spirit of God. Do you get the point? So he also got the body of the spirit. Do you understand it? The body of God. So he appeared only to people who were also born again, whose eyes can be opened to see him. He couldn't appear to all because he didn't have the normal human body. He was now having a heavenly body on earth. So he just ate as a sign to let them know that he was what? Living. Is that very clear? And only had to deal with them for 40 days and then what? Move. And he moved to heaven. Hey. With the same body. Praise God. And he is sitting there as the evidence that you have been bought. Spirit, soul, and body. Because you are still on earth, he cannot redeem your body. But he has redeemed your spirit and your soul. But he has already paid for your body. How did he pay for it? Because he has given you his spirit. Because the spirit comes with the body. So the body has already been paid for. So that when you resurrect on the last day, you can now go and take your body that has been paid for. Does that make sense? But... Because he's, he's been paid for. He didn't leave you like that. He's a good God. This is where it gets sweeter. I have been given a mansion. I can't move into the mansion now. So I have a place that I'm already staying, which is the body. But there's a new body that has already been bought for me. I can't go into that body, which I use as a mansion, as an illustration. Hello? But he says... We can run, renovate this one. 
until the time you have to move comes. Anytime you have a problem with this old house, because you can't move in now, we will renovate. So that you can do whatever you need to do until the time comes. Because it's been bought. It's been paid for. That is what it means by when he says, he has subdued all things. And he's sitting there. Can I speak to somebody? So anytime sickness throws itself on you, he says, hey, this body has been paid for. This body is the temple. It cannot be changed, but it can be renovated. <laughs> Look at Philippians 2, 8 and 9. After he had appeared in human form, he abased, humbled himself, and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even death of the cross. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Praise God. The name that is what? Above every name. The name that is above what? The name that is above what? The name that is above what? So he sits at the right hand in the office and in his name you can cash your healing. In the glory that follows, where all things have been subdued, you can take your healing. Do you get it now? You are going to see something in Ephesians 1. It's a scripture you've been reading all this while. But Apostle Paul is bringing us into the reality of what has happened after the death, burial, resurrection, when Christ sat down. Are you getting the point? He gave the authority to the church so that we can now have control by that power over the body. Do you get it now? Ephesians 1. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. Are you getting it? Set apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited. And surpassing greatness of his power in and for us. You see the huper. So he says, all that he did, he did for us. Praise God. For us. For us. Watch it. He says, who believe and demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So you now understand when he tells you that we are seated together with Christ. His authority became our authority. And his power became ours. That's why he says, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Above every title that can be conferred. Not only in this age. So it means that in this age... Oh, you didn't get it. He says, not only. So it means that this A2 is part. Are you getting the point? Yes. So sickness is in this age. This body is in this age. 
and in this world, but also in the age and the world to come, which, which, which are to come. But, but watch where the confirmant is. Watch this. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. And he gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace and his mercy and favor, which we did not deserve that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Are you getting the point? Listen, take me to the end of Ephesians 1. And he raises us up together with him and made us what? Oh, and made us what? Please, and made us what? So wait, wait, where are you now? Where is Christ? Wait, 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 wait. In the hair, in the heavens. What does that mean? In the place where he's ruling. Do you understand it now? And his rulership is not only in this age, but it's in the age to come. Are you getting the point? Now, in this age, one of the things that he's ruling over is sickness. And he gives you power over your body. Oh, praise God. In eternity, death cannot take you. Oh, are you, are you getting the point? So you see, you must know where, which inheritance is where. Here, the body can die. But you can't allow sickness to have dominion over the body. In the age to come, the body will be useless. Because it's been paid for. So you can have a new body. That commensurates your new spirit. Ah, are you getting the point? So, in this age, the death has been settled. In the age to come, the other two has been what? Is that very clear? He says, sit down together, giving us joint sitting with him in heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ. So, anybody who identifies with his dead burial resurrection is walking in this authority. Is working in this authority. Is this to exercise? Praise God. I said, give me, bring me to Ephesians 1. Let's end the Ephesians 1. Watch this. Let's all read. Go. Praise God. So he has put all things under his feet. Under his feet. Where is his feet? The church. Praise God. You're not getting it. He is the head. Submission. So anybody that identifies with him, he has done it for him and benefits. Are you getting the point? Yes. From everything that by his authority he gives. So that's why he said his headship exercised throughout the church. Praise God. Is it very clear to everybody? So Paul is saying when he said for us, for us in his resurrection, when he has seated, he gave us his authority. That's why he would tell them in Matthew, go preach the gospel. All authority has been given to, to me. In other words, we share in his authority. Does that make sense? Are you sure you understand it now? Notice. Notice something. Write it down. The place of dominion is the same place of intercession. The place of dominion is the same place of intercession. Hebrews 7, 25 to 26. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost completely. 
perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity. Those who come to God through him. Watch this. Since he is always living to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. Here is the high priest perfectly adapted to our needs. As was fitting, holy, blameless, unstained by sin, separated from sinners and exalted high, higher than the heavens. Praise God. So the place of authority is the same place of intercession. What it means is that whatever you would have gone through, you will go through, you are going through, there's intercession that has been done for you. Praise God. Say intercession. Where the dominion took him in that office, he has finished it. So sickness now has no place. Yes, the body is not redeemed, but you have power. You have authority. When you say go, it shall go. Praise God. When you say go, it shall what? Go. You see why he told them that they should go and cast out demons? You see why? Why? Because they have the authority. Mark 16, 19 to 20. So he makes us see the signs. Say the signs. The signs of the authority and glory that Jesus gave to the church. So then, the Lord Jesus after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven. And he sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Do you see the statement he made? He went down and what? Went, and went into, taken up and then sat down at the what? So he's in the place of what? So we identify with him. We are in the place of, are you getting the point? So that is exactly the same authority the disciples took. That understanding is why they did what they did. They went out, preached everywhere, while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the attesting what? Attesting what? Signs and miracles. Signs and... What are the signs and miracles? They are the proof of the what? Authority that they have received. Oh, praise God. So wherever you will see the ministry of Jesus, you will also see healings and you see miracles. They are signs of the authority given to the church to walk in. Clear? Oh, is that very clear? So anybody who has identified with Jesus in his death, burial, resurrection has received this authority. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon what? Serpents, scorpions. All of these are works of the devil. And I've given you physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall by any means or in any way harm you. Oh, praise God. Are you here with me? So we have power. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Look at Acts 3, 5 to 6 and 16. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, that I give you. Did you understand what I do have? <laughs> I share authority with the Christ. Do you understand the point? Yes. 
what he has given the church, I have. Can you get it now? So he said, I give to you. Because he already told us, go out and give it to them. Oh, hello? You have it. You have it. He fights against your mind. That has been your problem. Yeah. You have. You see, the point is that he has given you. Now, if you have gone through this teaching, now you know that you have control. You see, and you determine how this body should behave. You are the one. He's giving you the authority. He's giving you the power. Power is given to be used. When power is given and it is not used, it is an abuse of power. Oh, is it true? Look at what Peter said in the 16. And his name, through and by faith in his name, he made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him, Jesus, has given the man this perfect soundness of body before all of you. It is not the power of man. It is the power of the Christ exercised in men. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Look at Acts 15, uh, 5, 15, 16. 5, 15, 16. You're going to see some beautiful things. So that they even kept carrying out the sick into the streets and placing them on couches and sleeping parts in the hope that as Peter passed by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. Watch, oh, at least. Watch, oh, at least. Watch, oh, in the hope that at least, at least, oh, so they don't even want the presence of Peter. They so believe, whilst you sit in the church, I can say clearly that some of these people, some of them were part of those who killed Jesus. But God's power to heal did not do screening of which shadow should be healed and which shadow should not be healed. Are you getting the point? If even unbelievers by Peter's shadow could believe to receive healing, you, you think you have excuse to sit with sickness and cajole it and entertain it? I don't know how we read the Bible. I don't know how we read it. And the people also gathered from the towns and hamlets. So, yeah, hamlets. So, Zongo. Choco, call the names. Mamobi, call the hamlets. Buko. Because the way you think is not the way God thinks. God's mercy, God's goodness goes for all. The same standard. If they can believe. Bringing the sick and those troubled with foul spirits. Can you say that every time sickness comes, it comes with foul spirits? They were all killed. Listen to me. They were all. Listen to me. I said they were all. Listen to me very carefully. Not some. Not some. God is not in the selection business. God, James said it. He said God is not partial. Did, did he say that? He's not. We have been lied to for a long time. Peter's shadow did not screen our sinners. So I'm sure that shadow should have been screening. The one who lied yesterday, you're not qualified. You see, one of, listen, one of the things that shocked me. Do you realize that when Jesus, I'll talk about it. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, 
When they were about to catch him, Peter cut somebody's ear. Do you know that Jesus' healing ministry, he picked the person's ear and put it back. Somebody who was part of the team to arrest him, and you think that he will bypass you. Ah, so who told you that? I mean, I, who told you? Who told you that? And he told Peter, he said, you don't do that. He rebuked him and healed the person. That's how good this God is. Don't always compare God to the wickedness of men. When you hear men preaching, you will know it is men. When you hear the word of God, you will also know. It comes with his character. It is the wickedness of men. Yes. Because by the time they finish with that, you have a lot to pay. Yes. You have so much to pay. You see yourself so miserable. You can listen to me very carefully. Look at all of those who are in the healing ministry. Authentic healing ministry. You can feel the love of God from the bosom of their heart. Even the way they treat the people. When you see these people, you see how they treat the people? Because it's based on lies, manipulation, greed. Listen to me. God wants to heal you. And he wants to heal you now. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. Now. Jesus has risen from the dead. He has given the church authority and power. The healing is free. It's a sign of God's mercy to the sinners to believe the gospel. Some may be saved. Some may still not believe. He won't take away the healing. He won't take it away. Why would he take yours? And why would he punish you with sickness? Look at Acts 6, 7 to 8. And the message of God kept on spreading. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And besides, a large number of priests were obedient to the faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Through whom is obtained eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. Eight, now Stephen, full of grace, divine blessing and favor, and power, strength, and ability, worked great wonders and signs and miracles among the people. He was not an apostle. He was just a deacon in charge of food. Philip, who was also part, was also a deacon. Acts 8, 10 to 12. They all paid earnest attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, this man, that exhibition of the power of God, which is called great. In other words, intense. Say intense. Oh, listen. Say intense. Listen to me. When you see power, you know it's power. Listen very carefully. It doesn't have to be dramatic, but you will feel its intensity and vibration. Yes. Listen to me. When the power of God comes, I know. It is, listen to me, the power is inside. There's power in this air condition. When the power is on, you will know it's on. Oh, true or false? Because you begin to feel what? The air condition. It's not noise. It's not shouting. Listen to me very carefully. It's not even singing. Listen, to, I can tell you, and that's, and that's what I have tried to do. That I've tried to do that because I realized that for most of what happens in the charismatic church, it's hype and emotions. It's feeling. And the power of God is not in feelings. The presence of God doesn't work with the flesh. It's a lie. It's either him 
or not. No flesh. It doesn't work. It's a fluke. It's a joke. It's a joke. When the power of God flows, the man of God will first know and they can transmit it. You can't force it. You can't fake it. He does the work. He has given you the power. When you become one with the truth, knowing, knowing, that knowing, that knowing, that knowing, Listen to me very carefully. You have the power. Turn it on. Know that he loves you. And nothing disqualifies you. Everything that is switching of the power is in your mind. I don't deserve it. He may not do it. He doesn't deserve it. Who told you God is stingy with his power? He wouldn't have given you in the first place. Then he wouldn't have come to die in the first place. Yes. I mean, the kinds of experience I've had with when it comes to God doing stuff, it's like, stop. I mean, stop, stop and attend to the person. It's like, he, my son or my daughter is suffering. Stop what you are doing. Sort them out. And it's like a pressure on you. Are you getting the point? He wants you to so do it. Yes. It's like he's literally feeling the pain of the person. And the, the point is that the, the person rather in their minds, I don't even deserve it. <laughs> Something from their childhood has fed them and they continue to feed. And they were attentive and made much of him because for a long time, he had amazed and bewildered and dazzled them with his skill in magic. But when they believed the good news of the gospel about the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, as Philip preached it, they were baptized, both men and women. Praise God. The manipulation was over. Watch this. When the devil was trying to work, just the gospel opened their eyes. We tells you that, listen to me, you can't fake the real power. It shows up just in a word and you know. You see, and in meetings like this, you are just listening to the word and healing is taking place. Yeah. Healing is taking place. Yeah. It's taking place. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Acts 9, 33, 34, and 36. There he found a man named Ennis who had been bed fast for eight years and was paralyzed. We are not talking about an unbeliever. If you read the pretext, you know. A believer. I've cried a lot. I've wept. Some 14 years back, my mom will not have passed. Cancer would never have had its way if I knew this 14 years ago. She went through surgeries, four different kinds of surgeries. She went to a crusade of T.L. Osborne. When he came to Ghana, there were stones in her liver or kidney, one of them. In the crusade, the stones were taken. She came home healed. When we realized she was sick, even at that young age, the things that have been taught, I felt that one healing, she can't have a second. At that age, I remember so well. At that age, and I know that for her too, it was in her mind. Eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Enes, Jesus Christ the Messiah makes you whole. Get up. Make your bed. 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 The one 
proof they've been making his bed for now will make his bed. The one who's been sitting in the wheelchair will now push the wheelchair. Get up. Jesus makes you whole. Immediately, he stood up. 36. Now there was Joppa, a disciple, a woman named in Aramaic, Tabitha, which in Greek means Dorcas. She was abounding in good deeds and acts of charity. So you know what happened to her. She was raised from the dead. Praise God. She was raised. The same power. The same power that you have. 14.8. Now at Lystra, a man sat who found it impossible to use his feet. For he was crippled from birth and had never walked. Praise God. He was lame from his mother's. Paul was preaching and stayed away. He stood up and started walking. Definitely Paul would have talked about the gospel. He also spoke about the healing proof of the gospel. Praise God. Acts 19.11 talks about how extraordinary works, miracles, God did by the hands of Apostle Paul. So that handkerchief or towels or aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put on the sick. And their diseases left them. And evil spirits came out of them. You see that mostly the association of sicknesses and what? Evil spirits. Because it is not always in the realms of the spirit. It's in the realm of the body. Do you understand it? Demons influencing the body with sickness. Spinning the body around with sicknesses and diseases. Yeah. And mostly... It's because of your own works. Mostly because of your own fears and doubts. Yes. They begin to manipulate the body. And then you take it in. And you now start managing it. So how did Paul bring us to a proper perspective of classifying it with one word? All the demonstrations of power that we saw the church operating. We saw the dead raised. How he's giving authority to the church to heal. How do we heal? How do we receive healing? Paul puts it in a very, 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 very ordinary way. We just looked at it. 1 Corinthians 12, 9. 1 Corinthians 12, 28, 29. To another wonder working thing by same Holy Spirit. To another, the extraordinary powers of healing by the one spirit. The gift of healing. Praise God. Paul says, the ministry of Jesus is evident in the gifts of healing. Administered by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So you can see that what the apostles were doing were Showing the faculty, the administration, the character of God as a gift in the Holy Spirit, evidence in healing. Praise God. Praise God. Gifts. Which means it's free. It's unconditional. You don't pay for it. Praise God. Let's see the 28 and 29. So God has appointed some in the church for his own use. First apostles, special messages, second prophets, inspired preachers, inspired third teachers, then wonder workers, then those who have the ability to heal the sick. Praise God. It is free. He has given it to the church. We share in this authority and power. Gift. Tonight, it's your turn if you want it. <laughs> it's your turn. It's your turn. 
Let's give glory everybody. is grace. Grace, glory is grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.